Hello, hello. Heather Jean here with another episode of Confidence Through Cabaret, the podcast, all things confidence. And today we are talking with Harrison Barron, who has been growing online communities for several years now, which is so exciting because I know so many of you want to grow online communities. Harrison has built an impressive following through various media outlets and wants to share his expertise with us today, which is very exciting. You know, I think Harrison's thing for me, what what makes uh, Harrison an excellent guest is that that they want to share their expertise with anyone who wants help, you know, and I think that's that's such a, a giving attitude. So Harrison's passions have led him to help others to pursue their own uh, passions and their own, you know, uh, missions. And he's very well versed in social media platforms, podcasting, YouTube, and lots more. That's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, and he also has his own podcast, which is called Brutally Honest with Harrison Tanner ba Barron. So welcome, Harrison. Hey, thanks for having me, Heather. It's a real pleasure. Uh, how how many is several years that you've been running your business? So officially uh, incorporated for uh, just about four years now, which is actually kind of crazy to think about. Um, and then really it all, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, uh, I blame everything on my podcast because that's really where it all started. So I've had my podcast now probably going on like probably like five or six years now. Wow. What made you want to start a podcast first? Uh, so I just, I, I was listening to podcasts and I thought they were super interesting. I, I probably got hooked like most people, uh, on, on like the main shows. I was, I was a big fan of Joe Rogan, still am. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I love talking to people. I betcha I could do this. And I just was like, you know what? Let's just go for it. And it was pretty funny. I, my original show, uh, was called we're live with Cam and Harry and my buddy Cameron was a really good friend of mine and he ended up seeing me one day in a gas station uh we didn't even see each other he just saw me parked at the gas station and he and I was talking about it and talking about it because I'm one of those people I have to talk about it a lot to see if it's even worth doing and just bounce ideas off other people and he called me up and he's like hey man are you still thinking about doing that podcast I was like yeah I I, I still am thinking about it why he's like let's just do it and I was like uh okay so i went home i bought a bunch of stuff that didn't work together and uh i just hammered through and now i i i definitely would consider myself a podcast expert uh but it's it was just it was literally like he just called me up and was like let's do this and it was something i wanted to do and i was i guess i was really like looking for validation to just go through with it and that's literally how it all happened yeah and that validation for a lot of us is so important that that we that we check in with is this going to work is this you know like because there's a lot of effort to to go through and there's a lot to put yourself out there as well yes uh very nerve-wracking and i remember recording the first episode and i think we recorded like two or three first episodes because uh, it was like the pilot and then our first first episode and i want to say like i don't even think we released it until the second episode i, I can't remember exactly and I just remember posting it and I was shaking um, because I, I had a confident personality, but I wasn't confident. And now it's, I'm, I'm, I have a confident personality and I am confident. It drives people crazy because uh, I firmly believe I'll conquer the world at one point, but it's just, 
it, it was so funny because I was so afraid. And then I released it and I remember posting it on like Facebook and I got like, I, th- I want to say I got like 30 because it was podcast. was still like kind of new, like people knew about it, but it wasn't as big as it was. It is today. And I just remember posting it and I, and some people were like, Hey man, great first episode. And then I was super hyped up. And then I, and then the second episode came out and like way less people listened to it. Cause the first episode was only like 10 or 15 minutes of like us, like who we are, what we're doing, how we're doing it. Um, and then we just went through with it and uh, the second and then the third episode got even worse. And it was just like this constant down spike. And for anyone that's like going to start a podcast, like it's totally normal. Like people support your first, your first thing, right? Like think about it, right? Like if you're going to go watch a TV show, almost everybody watches the first episode, but then it just, it, it nose dives afterwards because it just, people realize like, Hey, this isn't for me or anything like that. Um, and then we went on, I want to say we did like 20 or 30 episodes together. I forget. And, uh, but that's really how it all started. And then after that, he got too busy and I said, you know what? I really love doing this. I'm going to go start my own. I can't wait to fire back up. I haven't done it in a while because of the pandemic and it's mine's in person. Um, but that's, that's literally how we kicked it all off. And it was, it was the coolest experience. And, and then I got known to be the podcast guy and then everybody's like, oh, you have the podcast. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't mind being the podcast guy because like it was the coolest thing ever. Like I had the best show. Like I get to interview. I got access to anybody I wanted for the most part. I got to talk to the coolest people. I got to have the best show. And and because we were in person, we were constantly, you know, I don't say partying, but like it wasn't one of those shows where like you had to sit there and like drink a bottle of water, right? Like we got to have whatever we wanted if it was coffee beer wine whatever it might be i've had people bring on homemade spirits on the show so it's just a really really it was super laid back it was just overall like the best experience probably i've ever had doing something that's so much fun and and it shows when when we're having fun and when it's really like just just flowing it it really shows and that energy comes across and that makes it fun for other people to be listening to as well yeah, I, I thoroughly agree. If if you don't enjoy what you're doing, just stop while you're ahead and go do something else because it, it's just too much of a struggle. Like too many people like grind through like doing things that they don't want to do. And it really doesn't make any sense to me because there's so many things out there to do. Like, why are you doing something you don't like to do? Uh, and, and that one really never made any sense to me because there's just so many options out there. And like, I get it. You can't, you might not be able to quit your job tomorrow or quit a hobby tomorrow. And, you know, people can't get rid of their kids, but like, there's so many opportunities to, to go look for a new job, to go take a course, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be an online course. It could be, you know, if you want to get into glass blowing, go, go find a glass blowing studio. Like if you're really interested in doing it, you'll make it work and you'll go find the thing that you like to do and you'll probably go do more of it. And it'll, you'll just accelerate faster because you're already interested and then you can actually go do what you love to do. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually how I got into cabaret. Just just kind of going, okay, so I, I, I want to explore this. And then I just fell in love with it. And then it, it, it really gathers momentum. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the best feeling in the world is when it's it really organically is. growing and and like there's just something telling you like you should be doing this. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. And then it propels you. And then sometimes that makes you find something else. Like you start with glass blowing, and then you end up going, oh, I didn't know this thing existed. And then you end up in, in something else. Yep. You know? and it, so that's a great. So speaking of getting into something else, you started with podcasting, but now you help businesses around social media and around, you know, various media outlets. So how did you get into that? How did, how did one lead to the other? Yeah. So I realized like I need to, I need another alternative to grow my podcast. It was, you know, it was good enough to grow organically, but why would I just want to stop it organic when I can help uh, get more people to subscribe and, and get more people to see the show. So I started, you know, building a website and then I started doing social media pretty actively. And then I started getting active in all of these different channels of just like different outlets it could be Reddit. It could be Instagram. It could be Facebook. It could be, you know, at that time, even LinkedIn, I was, I was believing not posting things on LinkedIn and I started to cultivate like a pretty interesting following through it all and i said you know and then at one point i was like you know what i bet you i could go do this for businesses and there's a whole like ethical issue i saw another marketing company servicing multiple clients in the same industry in the same area and i i didn't like that and I, that was like one of the catalyst to it but i said you know what i have the skills from my podcast to go do these things why not go do them and that was really the 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 you know the kindling to this whole like i'm gonna quit my nine to five and go do this and i'm gonna just i'm gonna make it work you know i don't care how hard i have to work i just know that it's gonna happen and that's that's really how like it how podcasting like fit into it and the coolest part is and i tell people this every once in a while like if you're looking to grow a business and you can physically talk to your ideal client, right? So you can you can go see them in person, start a podcast and invite them on your show and make your show a good show and make that a memorable experience. And I say that because most people have a hard time getting in front of their ideal clients. But when you have a podcast... You're the only person that has one. So getting somebody on your show that would normally never spend time with you is so much easier because you just have this en interesting outlet and people are like, well, what's a podcast? I'm like, what's well, a long format interview? We're going to hang out. You know, mine was an hour and a half to two hours most of the time, sometimes up to three, depending on the, the show. So I knew that I would have them without their little this little demon device your cell phone and they had to sit there it was very rare that a cell phone ever interrupted us which you know on the occasional times somebody would be like hey i have a really important phone call coming in 45 minutes we would pause the show but like otherwise so rare that somebody was distracted by their phone and i got that person's full attention for an hour and a half and people buy from people they know like and trust right so they didn't know me they barely liked me and they absolutely didn't trust me. But what you can do in an hour and a half when you talk to somebody about their business and how they're growing it and what they're focusing on is you could get them to know, like, and trust you. So it made sales freakishly easy to, you know, if you're in person with that person to, to really close them. And, and I think that that's probably like one of the many areas where people aren't leveraging podcasts to make them as 
efficient for financial gain as possible, right? Like podcasts are cool, but at the end of the day, you got to make money too. So why not do something you love and make money doing it? So that's like how I turn my podcast into my business growth catalyst. That's amazing. And I think a lot of people want to, to monetize their podcast and just don't have any ideas how and think it's all about followers and then getting sponsors. And that's such a great way of looking at, you know, another way to monetize your podcast. Yeah. I mean, like people that I'm not against, you know, people trying to make money on their podcast, but I think a lot of people go into it with the wrong, the wrong thought process. And uh, and and I don't I don't mean to brag, but like my pod, I just found out my podcast was in the top five percent in the world, and I just checked again, it's in the top three percent in the world. I don't have advertisers coming up to me and being like, "Hey, I want to advertise with you." Granted, I also haven't done a show in a while because it's a global pandemic, but like, I'm literally not far from the top, and nobody's coming to me and saying, "Hey, I want to give you money for your show." Like that's crazy, and I'm okay. I'm I'm more than okay with that, but like. So many people, I think, really get involved with podcasting for the wrong reasons. And they think like, well, I'm just going to be the next Joe Rogan and cash out. And it is so hard. He's literally been, I would say, close to an OG as far as doing podcasts. He's been doing it for, I don't know, like 13 years or something like that now. You the, you just could not do 13 years of shows in in less time. He does, in, he does them sometimes multiple, multiple times a day multiple days a week there's just no way that you're going to catch up but there's still plenty of opportunity for you to create your own show and your own following and you may get that big like there's still shows that do get that big but they're so rare as far as growth and podcasting is very difficult to get discovered on hence why you leveraging like youtube and other platforms is really really beneficial yeah absolutely absolutely so so you would advocate um you know getting getting people in front of you or with you and you would advocate having a youtube channel what other things would you say uh work in terms of social media and and getting it getting yourself out there yeah so depending on what platforms you like i think facebook groups are like the best um i'm, I'm slowly pulling away from facebook groups just because there's way too much censorship on there and um regardless of politics but just like there's just too many things that happen on there that you don't see um even for like groups that i'm a part of like i'm not getting notifications that i want so that to me is not cool so uh, i'm starting to look at all, all like all alternative outlets um so granted they're less discoverable but i could always include them in show notes or anything like that uh discord is fantastic reddit also fantastic um you can do you could fire up a it's called circle which is a program that that is specifically built for like communities so and you can have your own and then it's completely uncensored so ever it's fully open conversations and i and i just use the word censorship a lot because there's so many times that you're not getting the information that you really want i'm in so many seo groups specifically to see what other people are either making mistakes on or giving advice on or, and and i'm not getting those notifications that to me are really really important so it's it's not just censorship of you know what if you want to call it fake news it's just so much there's so much going on and I want to just get that bit of information. So that's why I really like alternative outlets to go get that information. And then somebody can see like, Oh, okay. Hey, this is going on or this is going on. Um, but there are also a lot of work, 
you know, if you're going to go create your own community, it is a lot of work. So yeah. just be prepared for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I, I think, um, especially lately since the Facebook and Instagram outage, we, uh, I'm getting a lot less notifications because it has to be in the format that they're, that they're yep. pushing. So if you're on Instagram and you're not pushing, you know, you're not producing reels, then it's not being pushed out as far. And I, yeah. And, it, and, and you're constantly trying to hit a moving target. I think that like, organic growth on Facebook and Instagram, you know, you could still grow on Instagram. I still see people growing, but it is so hard to grow. Like you could literally have a million followers overnight on TikTok. Like it is crazy. So, I mean, it's probably, it's definitely harder now, but like, you know, and the other thing too is like leveraging your time, like put down the TV, like let, yesterday I just, I'm, I'm in the process of moving my house and the TV was in my car, and I was so close to just putting an axe through my TV. I don't even want it. Like, I literally do, and it's a very expensive TV, but, like, it is just a, a a death sentence sitting in front of that thing because it's just, you know, we have the sound bar, so the sound sounds incredible, and the bass, so every, it just it just hits you so well, and, and, the, and a 4K image with OLEDs. And I hate it because, like, the moment I sit down and look at the TV, I'm production is stopped, and I, I can't stand the TV. And people are like, "Well, I don't have time in a day." It's like, "Well, how much TV do you?" Well, I only watch an hour or two. Like, imagine if you put an hour or two into something you loved, right? If you do an hour or two every single day, right? It's not work because it's something you love, right? So that's five hours a week. That's uh, on the low end of, of one hour a day. That's 40 hours a, 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 or better yet, 30 hours per month. Or if you're going to do like a work week, it's 20 hours a month. Like you could accomplish so much in 20 hours. It's crazy. But, you know, it's it's not the TV. It's not, it's not what they love. So, you know, you got to just make time for those things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think now it's so much easier. You don't even need a TV because we have, you know, all the subscriber channels and, and, you know, a laptop. So, um, I, I pretty much never watch TV, like never. I, I don't even, I don't, so I'm in the UK and we have TV licenses. So you have to have a TV license to watch TV. I don't even have one. And I, I had to opt out, which took a little while it, and because everybody just gets one. Uh, oh. and I just, I just don't have one. So sure. it's so, great. I love it. But then, but then there's the trappings of, you know, Netflix and, you know, all the, all the, all the other. Oh, we don't, we haven't paid for cable ever. I don't think we, you know, since I, I started living with my girlfriend, we moved from New York to North Carolina. I said, we're not getting cable. There's no way, you know, I would be so much more in favor of watching, you know, I shouldn't even say watching, but like of cable. But the problem is with, with cable, and that's just what we call it here. I'm sure it's probably the same thing there. It's just yeah. loaded with ads. So, like, you can't even enjoy what you want to enjoy because it's just, like, ad after ad after ad after. It's just insane. Like, I'd rather spend $15 a month, which is probably cheaper, on Netflix or Hulu or any of these other outlets. Watch whatever I actually want to watch. And then I don't have to get bombarded with, you know, 10 minutes of ads for a 20-minute show. Literally one-third of the time as ads and and the worst part is it's not even like helpful stuff like tv ads are literally the worst you have yeah. no interest most people have no interest in buying whatever they're trying to pitch but 
they're just on there and it's like it's just like it's so overwhelming and then your brain has to go back and forth between like what you were watching and remembering and then this you know four or five ads that are just designed being in marketing right they are designed to be so engaging that you have to watch the whole thing and it's just crazy to me that people like you know, they w- sit there and watch TV like they watch the news. Like I tell people, like, turn the news off. Your life gets infinitely better the moment you turn it. Well, this is happening. And every time somebody says like, well, this is going on in the world. I just I just ask them like, well, how does this impact you? Yeah. And 99% of the time they say it doesn't. So why do you even waste your thought process? I'd much rather find it out from somebody else who's already watched 35 news clips and digested everything and they could regurgitate to me it might not be the most accurate but it's still going to give me the information close enough to what i need and if i want to go do my own research after i'll happily go do it but i I think the news and the tv are just straight poison for productivity yeah absolutely absolutely i think that a lot of the social media can be very distracting as well i think you know you can get kind of addicted to staying up with the notifications brutal and, you know, like even just, so I have a Facebook uh, group and then a Facebook page and then my own Facebook page and then there's stories and then there's Instagram and then there's too much. You, it's just too much. You know, we're, we're constantly bombarded. And I love that you're saying that you actually record your podcast in person with the person. And then, yeah, and then you're, yeah, you're it's just, it's such a good experience. I, I love it. And you feel good afterwards. Like, I feel like amped up after I do a podcast in person, like a podcast over zoom. is just, it's not the same. Like we're not sitting in the same room. We're not, I can't see your body language. There's, there's so much that like people don't even realize it goes into communication. We're not, you know, and I'm not saying that we drink on every show, but like, we're not drinking. We're not sharing a moment. I mean, we're in a moment together, but we're not sharing the moment together. It's not, we're not, mutually hearing the rain outside or feeling the rays of sunlight it's just that doesn't happen yeah well i mean you and i are in different parts of the world and we're in different time zones so i'm into my afternoon you're in your starting your morning you know so yeah. it's like we're having that's very- the coolest part too like you could also interview people that nobody else but it's also very hard to find people across the world you know you have to really be looking so there's definitely like there's pros and cons to both right like I, I record my show in person. I'm very limited to who I can record with. You record your show over over uh, StreamYard. So you could literally record with anybody. So like, there's just so many pros and cons to both. And it's just figuring out what is best for, for you and your own show. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, uh, for me, my intention is is to kind of share different ways that we show up. And I, I, you know, I love your story about, you know, podcast and then how that's led you into, you know, other media outlets. And, and so now do you, so you help other people leverage their uh, podcast or their media outlets? So I'm starting to dive more and more into the podcast part of it. Um, I, and really, it's just like it's it's really about building your brand. So I think a lot of people, um, they don't even know where to start. So I, I tell people now, I'm like, the best place to start isn't even a podcast. Like, go start a website or a YouTube channel. And the reason why I say that is because podcasting is very difficult to get found on. Uh, it is so hard to find organic viewers and organic traffic. So 
because of that, go start another media outlet and go start writing blogs or go start creating YouTube videos and then migrate into podcasting, right? Build that audience first and then use podcasting as an additional outlet. But I also tell people to think about like what works for them, right? Because people consume content in three different ways. It's it's either written, right? So it's going to be typically blogs on a website. You have audio, which is podcasting, and then you have video, right? Visual for YouTube and, and those outlets. So, and I understand that not everybody's going to fall into either blogging or YouTube and they're going to fall into the audio spot. Great. But just before you're like focused on like doing a million different things, master one of them. And like real, like if you're going to be a podcaster, be the best podcaster ever. Spend hundreds, if not thousands of hours consuming how to get a better show, how to dial in your audio, how to figure everything else out, how to become a better interviewer, how to have, you know, how to ask better questions on podcasts. These are all like super critical areas. Like that's why my show can go for so long. Most people like, how do you have a conversation for an hour and a half? You just ask really good questions, right? And then it's very easy. There's been so many shows that as long as you start the show off right and you ask the right questions at the beginning, I almost don't even, I've had hour and a half shows where I probably spoke for a total of three to five minutes and they, they, that person just went on these rants, which, which is exactly what I wanted them to do. I wanted them to speak the whole time because that's my goal is to get their message out there. So just figure out like, what's the best avenue for you and then find a complimentary community spot so if it's a podcast right start a website with a forum on it or go get a discord if it's a youtube channel right same thing go maybe it's a facebook community maybe it's just hey hang out in the comments like i'm always happy to answer comments um discord uh, and I'll, I'll repeat discord but like you could also do like reddit there's you and there's more outlets than that those are just the main ones that i'm using now and just go find out what works for you if it's you know if it's if it's written just have a complimentary like hey if you want to come hang out with me i do you know maybe it's a zoom hangout like hey it's a once a week zoom hangout come ask me any questions whatever it might be just think of like cool ways that you can really get to hang out with your ideal listener and it's gonna be desolate for a while and that's okay but know that if you build it they will come i love that i absolutely love that i i fully agree with you i i think um, you you have to have a brand on your podcast and whether that's that you're each kind of, you know, you're, you're both sharing your stories or whether that's getting your guests to share the stories or whether that's you even, you know, podcasting solo, which some people do. I think you have to know what it is that you're you're about and how you want to communicate. And I, I, I fully agree that you need to be it needs to be something that you love doing. I am not familiar with Discord very much. I, I hear about it a lot. I think it can be hard to get people to move over to those because there's the main platforms that we've talked about that I don't want to promote anymore um, that, you know, <laughs> that everybody goes to. But sure. I think, you know, uh, getting people to onto things like, like Discord and so on, would you suggest that that's through 
your website and through your show notes if you're using yeah I, I would say that those are going to be the best outlets and and there's other areas too like you can have patreon hey for a dollar a month you can come hang out with me like there's it doesn't just have to be i like discord because like discord it, it's live chat whenever you want so you could just message you just put out a message like hey i'm hanging out for the next 45 minutes and everybody can get that notification i do understand that it's harder to get especially like the older generation who's not using it in there and well i say that literally anybody 30 probably like 35 and older doesn't know what discord is and that's okay but i think that there's also people like my accountant who's like 40 ish like he hangs out on reddit all day he's like i love reddit okay cool like like it's just like it's you just have to figure out like what's gonna work for you and what are you gonna leverage because the last thing you know and i'm totally guilty of this but like i used instagram a lot and like instagram was great for growth in the beginning like oh my god it was fantastic like i could literally go live or or make a couple posts and i would get more downloads and subscribers on each show which was fantastic now it's way harder to grow so like there's there has to be other outlets um platforms even like clubhouse like jumping on there and like going into like podcasting communities and things like that there's so many avenues that you can you can you can exhaust to figure out like what's going to work best for you or you like hey maybe that's your online community right like you make a private clubhouse for only your members and everybody can go in there and chat and have you know an hour of your time to, so you can like really get involved in the community or or it's an open hangout like you just have to think about like what's the best thing for you and what are you going to leverage and only do one of them don't do don't be like oh my god i need to go i need to post on twitter and then facebook and then instagram and then linkedin and then this and then this and because i did that and it just doesn't work that well because you're not giving your a hundred percent attention on one avenue if you're a business podcast spend a hundred percent of your time on linkedin don't use linkedin groups they suck but like you like find find an alternative and and i would just say go from there because that's going to be the best solution for you yeah i love that and i think there there are so many opportunities to to you know find your people and um, clubhouse is a, is a great one because as you say you can have public and open groups or you can have you know private groups um, and I think I, I think it's that's really good advice because it's almost a bit if you're trying to be on all the things it's almost a bit like having cable TV and then just changing channels and you actually find you didn't watch anything in that hour you you yep. literally just skipped from show to show and saw a few seconds of each one you know yeah and you got to give it time like people just think like I can't tell you how many times I saw people like oh I'm gonna start a podcast I'm gonna be the next Joe Rogan it's like no you're not no you're not like and I'm not even trying to uh, dishearten you by giving by like acknowledging the fact that you might not be the most talented person but like it's just those people have been doing it for so long right like you don't have a differentiator you're the same person over and over and over again like I got people like not like most people on my show had told me something they've never told anybody before. They've literally said it on air. They're like, wow, I've never told anybody that, right? Like that's super interesting because I know that I'm the only person that knows about these, right? These things, right? And then like, obviously once it gets published, everybody knows about them, but like <laughs> that is super, super cool. So I realized like, hey, that's probably like one of my superpowers is I could get, not like a, not in a negative way, but I can get information out of people. And yeah. I could go find data that nobody else has. So 
you just like thinking about those areas and like what you can do and how you can do it and really what's going to differentiate you versus somebody else like why would somebody well i have the best guests well what makes somebody else's podcast have worse guests right like what is the key differentiator to your show that makes people say hey you know what i'm going to dedicate the next hour to an hour and a half or, or 20 minutes of my day to that show and I didn't even realize like how good I was at podcasting until random people started recognizing me and like, Hey, you're Harrison. Right. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, you have a great show. And I'm like, I literally do not know who you are. Like that was the coolest thing. Like, and, and I'm not even all, like, you don't even see me because I really did all audio. I really didn't do much YouTube. I did some YouTube bits here and there. So it was like super cool. It was super strange to have that experience but also I knew that I was doing something right. And that was like, to me, the telltale sound like, Hey, I'm actually doing something I really like to do. And I'm good at. That's, that's fabulous. That is, that is what we all need. And that's what we all deserve. And that's what we should all be striving for. As I know you advocate for. Yeah. Like, and, and don't get me wrong. Like some people are just not going to be good at podcasts. Like, and that's okay. Yeah. Go find something you're you're really good at. So it could be writing content. Like I never thought I'd be a writer ever. I sucked at English. Oh my god, I I almost got kicked out of school for English because I I couldn't think of like how to write a essay. So I ended up like copying something. And now all I do is write. And I shouldn't say all I do is write, but I write a lot. And I never thought I I always school really like beat into my head like you're a crappy writer and. I have people constantly like, wow, you write really, really well. And I'm like, the guy that couldn't pass a grammar test if his life depended on it writes well. But like now there's tools, right? You have Grammarly, you have Hemingway, you have all of these different plat like av additional tools to use to make sure it all makes sense and, is and, and it's just up to you to craft it, right? Am I good at YouTube? Probably not. I'm not as good as I could be, but like I love doing YouTube. So I know because I love it, I will get better at it over time. So there's just like, just think about like what you really like to do and then go do more of it. And it's just going to fall in place. Beautiful. Beautiful. So that's a great segue into what I love is cabaret. And so cabaret is anything that is in a small venue. So it has its its roots in vaudeville. It could be anything from singing. It could be dancing. It could be uh, comedians all start in a cabaret kind of club um, before they you know get get into the, the bigger venues. Um, it could be um, contortion or aerial or oh, anything you can fit into a small stage. Um, so if you were performing cabaret, what kind of performance or what kind of what kind of thing would you do if you were going on to a live stage? Uh, yeah, so I'd probably do like one of two things. Uh, I would either do motivational speaking or okay. I would do like comedy. Um, I have a very dark and sick and twisted version of comedy, which I find unbelievable. Like I, I don't want to say I take, I take pleasure in people's misery. That's definitely not true, <laughs> but I definitely am known to take jokes way too far where I think that they are sadistically funny and other people who are also have a very dark sense of humor think that they are unbelievably funny. Uh, so I would definitely go down that route and I like regular funny stuff too, but like, um, if there's ever somebody that's like, hey, you probably took that a little too far, I'm that guy. Um, yeah. 
And then I just think like I don't, every time I talk to somebody, um, especially about like what I'm passionate about, which is like making money online and and building like more of a passive revenue type lifestyle, uh, people just get amped up and they're like, oh my God, like I'm ready to go conquer the world, right? Which is great. I wish more people took action, but like if I can inspire at least, and, and I have before, which is really cool. I've had multiple people like, hey man, you uh, you gave me the permission I needed to go start a podcast or start a website, which is like melts my heart. But that's probably what I would do. I, I would go out, go up there and, and really just try to encourage people to just go do what they want to do. Brilliant. And and when, when I think about um, doing comedy, then for me, it's like, ah, but what if people don't laugh? And what if people don't like it and all of that? But actually, that's a lot uh, of what you spoke about at the beginning, which is about, you know, kind of you, you have lots of listeners in the first episode and then it kind of dies off until you find your people and that that would be the same kind of thing and you have yeah look at dave Chappelle. i mean there's a whole group of people that don't like him right now but like he's easily one of the best if not the best comedian ever right like if i don't know if anybody if there's ever a best but he's in the upper echelon the let the point one percent of the of comedians out there of the best of the best. So whether or not you like him, I don't really care, but like it, he has his following. He's not there. You know, he, he, he says it. he's like, I hate Twitter because it isn't real, but comedy is real. Seeing people is real. So I value that a lot. And it's just amazing. And you'll find your people and they will follow you like loyal followers and, and, and stay with you the entire time. And it's, a, it's just so cool. It is so cool. Okay, so if you could take one prop with you onto stage, what would you take? What would you have? This is a good question. I've never had this happen. I've never been asked this question. One prop with me. I'm taking a long pause here because I'm really thinking about what it would be. I think it would be a book. Okay. And that book doesn't specifically have to be anything, although I would recommend it being uh, probably one specific book that my buddy Jonathan got me, uh, which is called The Alchemist, and it's a fantastic book. Um but I, even a blank book, and I would tell people to go write their own book um, because that's what you're doing is you – every day is a different thing, and all of these things, all of these days add up to your book, and I think it would be really cool if – Nobody's going to write your book for you, right? There's no there's no puppet master out there who's like sitting there making all of those moves. Like you are fully in charge of what comes out of that book. And I think that if you could take that and most and and you could understand that that book is is your life and the fact that you're totally in charge of filling out all of those pages, your life will get exponentially better. Instead of thinking like, "Oh, you're in the passenger seat." And somebody else is writing this whole thing for you or doing all this for you. You have to understand, like, you are literally the master of your future. And you can make whatever you want to happen. 
so I think a book or and if you're not like if you're like, hey, I'm not a writer, go read The Alchemist. I think it's a fantastic book to open your mind to the world of possibilities out there. Yeah, I fully agree. I, I fully agree. Um, that is a great prop that you've chosen. It's a it's a brilliant message. It's a it's a fabulous metaphor um, for people following their lives, for people showing up and expressing it and putting it out there right? Like putting it out there because holding it in, it, it, it doesn't, we, we miss out on that. If, I've, if everybody held in their passion, if everybody held in their story, there'd be we, nothing we, out there. Be it wouldn't. Exactly. Exactly. So that's a fabulous one. So one last question, what is your favorite lesson that you've ever learned? Don't cook bacon naked. I'm just kidding. Uh, although that is a pretty funny one. Uh, I would say my, my f- is stop listening to other people. Um, people are jealous. They'll tear you down. I went through a lot of, uh, a lot of people saying you're not going to be successful and stuff like that. Um, I've proved them all wrong. I make more money than all of them at this point for the most part. Um, which is cool, but like, there's also an ebb and flow. You have to be willing to take people's advice because on the flip side of things, your friends more than likely want you to succeed. And the cool part is, is those people are going to point out things that you probably didn't see. So go and, and, and just take everything with a grain of salt if somebody tells you no, just go ask the next person. Like there's always somebody out there is always willing to give you permission, right? Like I just had went through a disaster with my mortgage. I had to go to seven banks to get money out of the banks, right? Like because one bank said, no, I'm going to get disheartened, right? Like, no, I'm going to just go to the next one. And I mean, we got a mortgage. It just, there was a whole issue with my wire transfer um, going on. But like, it's just so funny. Like KFC is the greatest example and, and, and Walt Disney, right? Like KFC went through like a thousand restaurants or something like, I forget exactly how many restaurants and Walt Disney got denied by like 300 banks. I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's like an absurd number. So just because somebody said no, right? Like go find somebody that's going to say yes. Right? Like, Oh, I can't find a good guest. Well, you just haven't asked enough people yet. There's, there's somebody out there, right? Like, Andy Andy Frisella is a huge CEO, multi-millionaire, unbelievably successful. He literally has a thing on his website that says, like, book me for your podcast. And it's totally free. He charges like a million dollars in appearance, but he will show up on your podcast for free because he wants you to succeed. So just because tons of people have said no, there's always going to be somebody that says yes. You just have to find that person that says yes. And, and the other thing too, to think about is like, do you even need permission to go do it? Right? Like I have learned that asking for forgiveness, as long as I'm not putting anybody's life in danger or doing anything illegal is so easy. And somebody's like, what do you, you know, I've had, I've gotten yelled at by so many people. Like, why are you here? Like, you can't be here. Like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, well, nobody stopped me. Right? Like I've seen these guys walk into Disney world and all they had was a yellow a yellow vest on and they carried a ladder in, right? Like, if you want to go somewhere, you can do it. And what are some, what are they going to do? They're going to yell at, well, nobody stopped us, right? Like, it's not that you broke the rule. You just walked in and you looked, you, you played the role. You looked important 
and nobody took question what you were doing. So just go. And if somebody yells at you, I've been yelled at plenty of times, but like, who cares? Like, okay. And most of the time I could sit there and be like, why are you so mad about this? And they're like, well, they don't even know why they're mad, right? They're, they're just, they, they think that they have to be mad in, a, in that situation. So they, they're they just angry. And then if you just say like, why are you so mad about this? Like my girlfriend does it all the time. She gets all flustered about things. And I'm like, why are you angry about this? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Well, why? So don't be angry about it then. And I'm like, oh, oh, I, I didn't know I could not be angry at this scenario. And then the, the, and then it just worked. Like whatever you want to do just works. Like, a, a, a one more example, like I had a buddy of mine, he sells uh, payroll and he helps companies get their payroll for their comp their customers and stuff like that. He literally walks in any business and he just goes through the back door. He's like, oh, I go with, I go to the employee entrance. He's like, all the employees will let me in. They don't care. They don't they don't think anything of it. I'm in a suit. They're not going to question what I'm doing. I'm not I'm not a hit man. And I go in there and I walk to the CEO's office and they're like, how'd you get in here? Oh, I walked in. How'd you walk in? Well, I went through the employee exit. Everybody let me in. Like, and I and I shook hands with everybody and said hi and asked them questions. And I, I know that what you're struggling with. And I, I didn't ask for permission. I just did it. And nine times out of ten, he's I got a meeting right there on people that you could never get a hold of otherwise because there's too many people ahead of them. And I just walked in and just got the meeting. So just think about how you can do that. That's a great message. That's a really great message. That I love that. Uh, thank you, Harrison, for sharing your wisdom and your experience and your ideas. And you're clearly passionate, and it's it it's just so refreshing to hear so many creative ways to follow your passion. And and I really hope that other people are inspired listening to this as well. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Just got to go take action. You got to go take action if you want to get in touch with Harrison. There is a website growth or dash generators.com or harrisonbaron.com. So go get in touch. Thanks, uh, is that the best it. way to follow you or find you or get in touch? Those with are you? the two avenues. Uh, YouTube, I've been pretty active on YouTube, the millennial entrepreneur, Harrison Barron. Um, and, and from there, you'll find all the other avenues that I, that I traveled down. I'm not too big on social media anymore just because it's, it's just my philosophy on it. It's too short term, but there's plenty of other ways to get a hold of me. Amazing. Amazing. So go, go check out growth-generators.com or growth-generators.com, depending on what country you're living in and what language you, you, you prefer your, your little, your little line in between growth and generators. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, I, I thank you once again, Harrison, for joining us. This is Harrison. I'm Heather. And I am reminding you that it is your body and it is your world. Go follow your passions. And it is your stage, so take up space. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Bye for take now. Take care. Thanks.